Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Uh, Welcome along to episode 471 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, uh, we'll be hearing from Steve Heathcock all about his England Forever song as he champions the lads as they head into the uh, knockout stages of the World Cup. We'll be having a bit of a chat with the uh, wonderful Hermione Norris. She... He's getting ready for a holiday. He's just finished filming the latest series of Cold Feet, so we'll be having a chat with her all about that one. We'll be finding out about Macbeth, which is on at Stafford Castle right the way through to the 17th of July. And we'll also be finding out how you, well, actually your kids, could train like a Jedi. That's all on the way. But first of all, Love is in the Room is new. It is from Dennis King and Sarah Eden. And I'm joined now on the line by Dennis King himself to tell me more about what's going on. Hello. Hello there, nice to talk to you. Good to talk to you. And what's this project all about then, Love is in the Room? It's, what you mean, what it consists of, or yeah. why, or all well, of the above? All of the above, I think, pretty much, well, because you are known for you know, the, the work that's appeared in the world of television and theatre. So uh, what, yeah. what have we got on, on disc from you here? Because we'll talk a bit about, well, about Black Beauty in a short while's time. Yeah, OK. Well, yeah, it's um, basically a, a collection of songs uh, with music composed by me, but the lyrics by countless other lyric, lyric writers uh, over a period uh, wrote uh, over a period of about dare I say it fifty years or so, um, and it consists of songs that were I kind of call them bottom drawer songs. The songs that you sort of write or and then you think oh nobody seems interested. I'll put it in the bottom drawer or in a box in the attic or something. And all they've all been rediscovered um, because of a. Uh, sort of meet, meeting on board a cruise last year. I was doing a, a cruise up, up the um, Baltic up to the St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. sort of performing a bit, doing a couple of uh, playing a couple of songs and talking to the uh, passengers and stuff. And uh, on board the ship, there was a, a group of girl singers, uh, three girls who are all actually individually uh, working session singers uh, that come together every now and then to to uh, do a bit of harmony, they sing sort of classical stuff and all that. Anyway, one of them was called Sarah Eden. And after the uh, after drinks, I was going to say after drinks, after working <laughs> and, and on the boat at night, you would always end up, or well, most people do, in the bar where there was a lovely grand piano. And I, after one or two drinks, was persuaded to sort of sit at the piano. I started playing a bit. And this, this girl, this Sarah, came across. She knew all the songs. She knew all... Sort of, um, you know, she's a hell of a lot younger than I am, but she knew all the songs that I know, and we got together, and she sings beautifully, and it, we we really uh, hit it off. We had a, a really good sort of rapport musically. She's um, apart from being a great singer, she's also a musician. I mean, she uh, she does such sight read, she does all those things. Anyway, long story short, she said uh, you must have lots of songs over the years you've been in the business that you've been writing, and I said, oh. God, tell me about it. So she said, can we get together? She came up to where I live up in Suffolk mm-hmm. uh, last year, last sort of autumn, really, and uh, went through a whole batch of stuff. And uh, it was fascinating because a lot of songs I'd, I'd not really rejected out of hand, but I thought, well, it's not, not much. It doesn't do very much. But, uh, and she came up with ideas if we do it this way and that way. And, tried. and a few of the songs I'd written in the early part from Matt Monroe, you must remember Matt Monroe, the great course. ballad singer. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, it had been B-sides of 
Well, I think I had the B-side of From Russia with Love, actually. I <laughs> <laughs> shows you how long ago that was. Uh, anyway, between us, we kind of rearranged these songs, these different tempos, and uh, and decided we'd do it ourselves. So we went in, we financed it ourselves, got two of the most wonderful musicians, the bass player called Dave Olney and a fantastic drummer called Mike Smith, went in the studio just before Christmas last year and uh, recorded 14 songs in two days. Which is That's good going. Today's standards, it's pretty good going. Uh, because we did them sort of live. Mm-hmm. Right after, I mean, no tracking and no adding this and taking that away. Three, the three musicians, i.e. me at the piano, uh, uh, David Mike on the rhythm and Sarah in the studio with us and the, the red light goes on and you start recording and then if it's not quite right do it again but rather than you know put the bass down add the drums later do this and all that stuff which people tend to do these days but sort of but keeping the energy of the songs that way and making sure it, it, it's, it's very much a real performance yeah it was, it, you know, I don't know what the unplugged means but <laughs> something like that but it was great fun and we enjoyed it thoroughly and the you know when we decided excuse me the songs are not exactly commercial by any stretch of imagination but nice to do and you think there must be an audience for you know what i would consider sort of good quality songs with different with good lyricists you know i mean i'm the uh, there's only two lyricists still alive out of the right well, let's just talk um, about your about your back catalogue. I, I, I mentioned Black Beauty because I mean that was one of those TV themes that it, I think pretty much everyone on the planet must have heard at some point. And I mean, you're responsible for that and the music for over 200 television series. I mean, yeah. that's an impressive back catalogue in anybody's book. It is really. It's, you know, once I did the you know the Black Beauty really was the start of it all. I mean, prior to that, I was a King brother with my two. Uh, older brothers and had a career as a so-called pop musician in the through the 50s and 60s um, and then when that all fizzled um, I knew I wanted to write music and I, I was dead lucky and I got this um, the break writing I was asked to write a scene for a television series about a horse <laughs> and I was asked among others apparently they asked 14 other composers and they chose mine which was very fortuitous and on the strength of that theme I was in demand as a television composer, you know, because it won an award and things like that. So that's what I've been doing. But all the time, I love writing songs. And I've written, you mentioned briefly, I've written a few, well, quite a few stage musicals. I like doing that. All all facets of um, music, really. And I'm kind of still doing it a bit, even at my advanced age. Well, you've been working since you were six. Dare we ask how old you are now? Do you want to include VAT? Well, yeah, let's give it a go. Go on. I'm 78. RPM. Keep spinning round at high speed and making the music happen. That's what you're doing. But, I mean, <laughs> in that career, Ivan Novello Award, all sorts of other acknowledgements, yeah. accreditations. But you've worked alongside the likes of Tony Bennett, Nina Simone, Howard Keel. Can I keep going with the list? Judy Garland. Uh, it, everybody. Frank Sinatra, please. Yeah, Fra- yeah, yeah, that does the job. And Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> and, and Dame Edna Everidge, but we won't hold that yeah. against you. Yeah, I played piano for, for, for Barry or Damon, mm-hmm. if you like. Yeah, it's, it's everything that's kind of put my way. If I fancy it, I'll, I'll do it because it's all to do with music. The music is my, you know, my life and hobby. It would have been a hobby even if I hadn't um, made a living out of it. So I'm, I'm very lucky. You know? well, I, well, we're lucky to have your tunes, I think, to be honest with oh, you. And you. Smooth talker. But these things stand out. I mean, it's, 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 again, 
this is stuff that it's in our psyche. The theme tune to Wurzel Gummidge would pop into people's heads of a certain age, and yeah. it'll be there with you. You know, it, it, all of this has painted a picture that runs alongside film to help tell a story, and, and it must be great being a storyteller and, and doing it through the tunes that you've written. I suppose so, yeah. I mean, I, I always liked uh, writing music for, for children or children's shows um, uh, because I always think... You can that kind of you've got a much broader canvas with kids. I mean, uh-huh. It's not as specific um, and things like Gummidge and yeah, I did a lot of did, did stage shows of Treasure Island and Wind in the Willows and uh, all those kind of things, and I, I really enjoyed myself doing that. It's it's funny because you do forget, or one does, I do anyway, that you write something and you move on, and then somebody will remind you that of something that happened years ago and say, oh, "I loved it when I saw your music." Was the company? So, God, yeah, of course I wrote that. <laughs> it's, I'm not being blasé about it. It's just that if you get you get involved in so much with so many different sort of styles, or uh, well, in my case, television programs, that uh, sometimes you uh, you have to dig uh, dig deep to rem- remind yourself what you do. Well, it sounds like it's a, a brilliant CD by uh, all accounts. Uh, have you heard it? I, not as yet, but I, I'm, I'm a bit about... on now. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll sort that out now. But, uh, uh, again, so a, a creation, and you, you said there's only two surviving lyricists on here. Name check these writers for us. Well, uh, one who's still alive very much so is Don Black, who wrote Sunset Boulevard with uh, Lloyd Webber and Song and Dance and all kinds of things. Also wrote Born Free, won an Oscar for Born Free many years ago. Um, there's songs I wrote with him in the 60s because he's a friend of mine and we used to get together and write songs and again a lot of them were kind of buried in boxes <laughs> so I dug out something that he couldn't even remember to be honest he uh, he came to the launch of the album last week week before last and he got a bit of, bit of a surprise when I, I announced him in the audience and, and ladies and gentlemen Don Black and everybody cheered and he was surprised when he played this song he said did I, did I write that? I said, of you wrote <laughs> He'll but take the royalties, one, he, though, won't he? That's the thing. Yeah, of course. But the, uh, yeah, there's a lot. There was um, uh, uh, Benny Green. You won't, probably don't remember him. He was a, a jazz uh, musician. I certainly know the name. Yeah, uh, a fellow called Miles Rudge, who wrote uh, "Claim to Fame." He's no longer with us, but he wrote um, "Right Said Fred." <laughs> And a hole in the ground, and a, wim- a mouse that lived in a windmill in old. Amsterdam. Oh, Ronnie Hilton's one yeah, that as well, well as Bernie Cribbins. <laughs> you win the prize, <laughs> Ronnie Hilton. So, and I wrote lots and lots of stuff with him, and um, you know, sadly long, uh, long gone. And uh, oh, I don't know, um, Peter Wildblood wouldn't know him. Um, I haven't got this in front of me, but it is rather sort of sobering when you think, oh, hell's teeth, of, uh, where are they now? I'm afraid not around anymore, apart from a couple. But it's um, yeah. I I just I'm very lucky to have, uh, to. I mean, my, the, the the lyric writer who I rated above probably all of them was only wrote one song with a man called Sammy Khan, mm-hmm. who'd written all the Frank Sinatra hits of "Come Fly with Me" and second time around "High Hopes" and all that. And I wrote a television song with him uh, for London Weekend in the eighties, the uh, seventies even, and. Uh, you know, I think I actually wrote with the great Sammy <laughs> They've won eight Oscars and all that stuff. And it's great because you, you mentioned Nina Simone did a duet with her. 
and played the piano for Tony Bennett in his hotel room while he was having a shave. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> but stuff with and Ronnie the, Corbett as well. And Yeah, Ronnie was uh, a close friend, actually. He, uh, I shared a house with him when my summer season at Great Yarmouth in the early 60s. Mm-hmm. So I got to know him terribly well. And uh, he's, uh, sadly, as you know, he's no longer with us. He played with Bruce Forsyth, people like that. I knew them in the early days and played golf with and all of those things. It's uh, it's been great, really. I mean, I've been very fortunate. I'm, touch, I'm touching wood as I speak, and I'm in pretty good health. I swim in the North Sea every single morning of the year. Yeah. Believe it or not, yeah. Even in January and February. We live on the coast in a place called Warburswick in Suffolk. Uh-huh. I get out there, get in that cold water. It <laughs> seems to be the, the magic elixir of life. Well, fingers crossed it keeps working for you, and uh, hopefully we don't have to wait until the 50 years for you to come up with the next project, to be honest, like this one, but uh, there we go. I'm not sure that I won't be around then, but it'd be nice to think so. Look out for Love is in the Room, Dennis King and Sarah Eden performing on that one, and uh, we'll take a, a track from that now, but Dennis, lovely to speak to you. DennisKingMusic.com is your website. Sarah Eden, which is S-A-R-A-H-E-Y-D-E-N.com to find out more about Sarah. And we are going to enjoy another one of your absolute classic songs. They may be from the bottom drawer, but that's more than top drawer for most people, I think, to be fair, mate, based on your back catalogue. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, that's uh, very nice of you to say. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Good to talk to you. Thanks, then. Ta for now. Take care. Bye-bye. Happiness may lose 
There we go. Fantastic music from Dennis King there. And we will be hearing more from that album as we head through the show today. The Stafford Festival of Shakespeare runs right the way through until the 14th of July. Currently, I'm sat on stage as final preparations have been made with Lady Macbeth. Hello. Hello. Rosie. So uh, you're not quite dressed in uh, Macbeth's uh, family uh, robes at the moment. Not just yet. No, I've got to have my dinner first. Uh, to, that's okay that, <laughs> but uh, a great play a, a great project and we sat down here in an arena which has been built uh, around this stage we, we're in front of the throne and uh, it's looking absolutely fantastic down here in an open air performance yes it's a really gorgeous design by Simon Kenny and I think they went uh, proper medieval on it mm-hmm. um, which I think people will enjoy uh, it's, it's quite fashionable at the moment, I think, what with you know Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And the costumes are amazing. People are going to really enjoy that. And the fighting is exciting as well. And, and, and being around the whole stage, it's going to be absolutely fantastic to see all of this from different angles. And I take it in the direction stage setting, there's a lot of movement in this piece. Oh, yes. Um, there's a lot of movement. The witches are fantastic out of this world. Um, Hecate as well. So there's a lot of... Uh, movement that's been organized um uh, there's a lot of beautiful music mm-hmm. uh and yeah the set is fantastic yeah it's it's the actors are brilliant <laughs> well it's, 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 it's something to look forward to and yeah. after, okay so for those who don't know macbeth um i, I have to admit i've never seen it right. so we, yeah, i know it's scottish right. where, where do we go from there it's based on a real character mm-hmm. so uh from like 1100s 1000s is that how you say it the year a thousand. I have enough trouble working out what we call the bit, the, the bit in between <laughs> the the noughties and thirteens. Yeah, part of Scottish history. Yeah, um, and it was written actually as a bit of English propaganda by Shakespeare to sort of please um, James the Sixth mm-hmm. in Scotland, who then became James the First in England. Um, so he went into the Scottish history. He was also James the. F- sixth and first was also into witches he had a real sort of dark fascination with them but he was one that was really big on witch hunting as mm-hmm. well witch trials which has been uh, drowned and burned and it was a real real thing going on and people really believed in evil um which i think is really important for our time now because you could feel that because of all the sort of right-wing propaganda and politics in the world at the moment that evil is kind of on the rise <laughs> and i feel like this play taps into that sort of darkness of the human soul like mm-hmm. where we might go if things aren't going well um, so to, to me it's a play about people who make the wrong decision and then go in a spiral of darkness and can't get out of it it's going to be performed well, we know that. I mean, we, we know we've got a great team there. You mentioned uh, the fact that uh, you've got some brilliant actors uh, uh, around you. You're going to be playing a superb role, I am led to believe, so we have no doubts there. But uh, <laughs> what, what really stands out for you in the way it's being staged? You've mentioned the fighting, but what else can we look forward to? So as I say, the witches are amazing. Um, I think 
the whole set blends really well into Stafford Castle. Mm -hmm. So as a local piece of art, it's unique. It's made for this space, designed for this space. Um, you've got the real uh, nature outside of it. So all the scenes that take, most of the scenes take place outside anyway. So yeah. it's, it's lovely to have a real sky, real earth, real castle behind you <laughs> to refer to as an actor. It makes it really live and really exciting. And they say a brilliant set. It looks fantastic here. And we've already seen some uh, prepping some flames over there. So you can actually do that sort of stuff because it's outdoors. There are all the elements. There's lots of water. I'm not going to give it away. But mm -hmm. There's lots of fire. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, there's a few other surprises which I won't give away either. But okay, all right. So you've got to come and see it for all of that. Sort of air elements. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's, it's brilliant. It really is for, I think it would have something of interest for everyone because it's got um, really interesting emotional journeys of people. So if you're into kind of psychological drama, TV mm -hmm. series and stuff, you'd like it. Um, it's also got great fights and kind of physical dance type elements with the witches. And um, so if you're into kind of your performing arts, you'd really enjoy it as well. And there's, there's all sorts of different performers. It's a big cast, so there's mm -hmm. always something to look at. You'd never be bored. And there's so much space around here as well on the stage. And just looking at the detail as well, we have grass growing through the stage. It's all part of, <laughs> of setting the scene. And it feels, being here, that we could be in Macbeth's castle. That's right. And I think that's a real achievement uh, on the behalf of the kind of uh, creative team is to make it... It's a piece of art, but to make it feel real, you have to go above and beyond reality. It's kind of one of those magical things about theatre, that you're creating something that gets you in the soul mm -hmm. that is fake, but is kind of realer than yeah. real. Yeah, um, entirely believable, it will draw you in. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, no, fantastic. It's really good actors, isn't it, so, yeah. Well, I'm very much looking forward to coming along and seeing this. 01785 619080 is the phone number. StaffordFestivalShakespeare.com, the web address to get your tickets. As I say, it runs through until the 14th of July. Make sure you come along and see what is a commercial project. It's not one of these things that's funded by the arts. It's got to be supported to make all this worthwhile. And it is so worthwhile being part of this sort of festival. And say, in such an amazing surrounding. Rosie, have a great time on stage. Break a leg. And uh, as being outdoors, you can actually say the name of the play, can't you? Because it technically isn't a theatre. We have been saying it the whole time, so fingers crossed it'll be all right. Macbeth. It'll be okay. It's fine. <laughs> Come along and see it here in Stafford. <laughs> I didn't know you were around Everybody's missed you, you've been gone for quite a while It's good to see you back in town By the way, there's lots to tell I bought a car By the way, all the gang still remember you And the clock in the square still says ten to two By the way, why don't you call? Don't get around much now at all 
summer holidays a bit of a mission impossible over two-thirds of West Midlands parents say their family holiday can feel exactly like that to tell us more I'm joined now on the line by Hermione Norris hello hi Jason now you've been on TV recently in the drama Innocent on ITV that's right that's right and lots of interactions there you're currently filming Cold Feet so that's all on the way that's keeping you busy isn't it well do you know what Jason that wrapped last night in Manchester Literally finished filming series eight of Coffee in Manchester last night, so I'm a little bit time for a family holiday then. Time for my holiday. Time to get down that Euro Tunnel and get across to Calais and go on my holiday. Now I have to wait till everyone breaks up from school, but uh, apparently the the the, the, the research finds that seventy three percent of parents say their family holidays can feel more like Mission Impossible than 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 the, a, a nice thing but yeah just getting it get the carnage the chaos of getting themselves organized to go on holiday which i i i have to say i identify with that i do i have to i've got a lot of stuff to get sorted get my family organized there's more though than when we were kids because now not only is it the passports the car suites it's the ipad the phone charger and everything else that's right we didn't have that stuff no we were just left to our own devices though weren't we nobody cared you'd you'd have to you'd 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 play with whatever was was there but now yes we do we kind of like make more of an effort for our children these days i think uh, yeah, got to get all the the iPads, all the technology to keep them occupied <laughs> on the journey. The worst thing I think is remembering all your passports and all the documents, tickets, and all the rest. Of it. I find all that pretty stressful, to be fair. Well, some of that can live in your phone these days, which kind of helps, and then kind of doesn't if you've forgotten the phone charger and your battery's flat. So there's uh, there's, there's ways and means of getting around a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But I mean, with Eurotunnel doing this research, that uh, they are preparing people for a, a nice, sensible trip because often you'll be out there in the car, travelling over to Europe, yeah. and you yeah you, know, you park up for a good bit of it, you never wander around. Yeah, it, uh, what's, I, I mean, I find it really easy because it's, you know, like you drive to Folkestone, it's literally 35 minutes. on the, You'd think it would be, uh, the first time I did it, I thought, oh, driving a car on the train, it's actually really easy. It's easier than driving in a multi-storey car park. You get on the train, 35 minutes later, you can get out of the car. You can take your dogs as well, you see, that's why I do it. So I can have my dogs, I don't have to leave them at home. Take your dogs, they can stay in the car, they, they don't so they don't get all scared. Because they're in their familiar, they, they know the car. Mm-hmm. Go and have a cup of tea, get back on, and then you're in Calais in 35 minutes. You can just drive wherever you want to go, and also, you know, you can just chuck anything you want in the car so that it's all you've got your little sort of house on wheels, sort of thing, and you're a free agent and do what you want to do. So I do think it's sort of 
quite a, a, a simple, easy, stress-free way of doing things. And, and do you plan? Because I know some people allocate different roles within the family to make sure that uh, everything is covered. So are, are you the nutritionist, location scout, or are you head of uh, social engineering and uh, getting your uh, your photos done? Uh, well, my husband, my husband will book it and be in charge of the passports and probably do the driving, actually, and I will do everything else, <laughs> literally everything. Okay. This doesn't sound very fair to me. True, Jason. <laughs> I bet that's a lot of women's experience. Well, I, I, I suppose, but at least you know it's been done if you're doing it, don't you? I know, I know, but the thing is, I can't have my children without sunscreen, without a bit of after sun and insect repellent and, so, you know, medical, the cowpole in case anybody <laughs> gets ill and the sun hats and all the things, you know, all those little things that only mums think about but how, how does it all work then when you're away filming and uh, the other half is left to look after the family you know what i have to say all respect to my husband i married a very 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 lovely impressive man and he is brilliant he's a brilliant brilliant dad that is the truth but don't let him loose on the holidays because that's your domain and that's the way you want to keep it but if i if i said to him where's the insect repellent or where's the uh sun cream he, he. I mean, that I were, if we were away on holiday, unless I packed, it wouldn't be there, Jason. It wouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, with all the, the the TV work that we know you for, I mean, are there any bits of your telly work that you apply when you come to travel as well? Because say you're you're off on Eurotunnel, so you, you you've not been in you know, some of those shows. But uh, yeah, there's there's things like Doctor Who. I mean, that must prepare you for uh, travelling any, pretty much anywhere. Oh yes, I've been I've I've been in Tardis. I've been in a Tardis, Jason. I could get anywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean all my. I mean honestly, I I never feel like any of the characters I play. I'm like just my. I'm just mum when I'm away with my family. There's the, there's, there's none of the character traits which are there. But it, it it is a very different way of uh, yeah, doing things, I suppose, because there's normally stress and and madness involved in uh, in the shows in some way. There's always something going wrong or something going amazingly well. Yes, I mean it's high drama. I don't want any of the certainly having done spooks playing Rose Myers and spooks. You know I mean, I, I I'm quite I'm I'm quite grateful for calm and normality and lack of drama is what I want. I want to just be with my family and my babies and have a lovely time. Well, that, that sounds like a plan. Which is why, you know, Eurotunnel really works for me because it's straight, it's simple, stress-free. Yep, get in, get on, get off. Get in, get on, get off. Yep, I know, I know where you go. I like that. So uh, how do people find out more about the magic of Eurotunnel? Go to eurotunnel.com and it will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, well, because if you're heading down from the Midlands, you can drive down and get on that way. Or there's, there's yeah. connecting trains. If you just want to travel light and, and carry your luggage around, do it that way. Yes, get on the train. Yeah, I like a train like that, actually. I do. If you're travelling light, it's definitely the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, uh, I, I, I'm heading off soon, and I, w- I will be on the rails, so I'm looking forward to a nice little run there. Don't go off the rails when you go on holiday. Stick with Eurotunnel <laughs> and have a brilliant time as you travel. <laughs> Hi, Martin Norris. Thank you for joining us. Thanks ever so much, Jason.
swans like canyons are now my companions though I may be slightly deranged this morning my world was changed somehow I find this morning This morning, only now do I see black and white make pink. Now I am able to think. The view grew bright this morning and blossomed into light by dawning. All those noises so crying. They all sound symphonic Remember my world was deranged This morning my world was changed and Disney UK inspire kids to get moving with a new change for life train like a Jedi program. I'm already convinced a seven-year-old me would have been there doing that. To tell us more, we have Dr. Ellie Cannon, GP and author. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good, and I trust you're training like a Jedi and feeling fine at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. I think this is a fabulous idea to get kids moving and building up their levels of activity inspired by their favourite characters from Star Wars. So tell us a bit about the program and what's involved. So the idea is to train like a Jedi. So we know that we need to get kids uh, moving a bit more. Um, And this is the fifth year that Public Health England and Disney UK have partnered um, to encourage kids to move. Um, There is Train Like a Jedi video online featuring our wonderful Olympian, Jay Jones, who can teach kids um, how to master six key skills, technique and strength and stamina, 
and they're 10 minute videos really lovely to follow easy to do and the idea is just that we'll get kids uh, moving yeah because at the moment only 23 percent of boys and 20 percent of girls aged 5 through 15 meet the national physical activity recommendations and that's looking to do at least 60 minutes every day so this is going to be good for them and what do they get with their 60 minutes what differences to their health is that going to have well, obviously, we talk a lot about the health benefits of exercise um, for everybody, particularly for children. It's really important to improve bone and heart health. It builds their self-confidence and their self-esteem. We talk a lot nowadays about the emotional well-being of children, and being active is a really key part of that. So it's just a lovely way to improve the health of children um, in lots of different aspects. So a great way of improving things and a great fun way of doing it because you've got Mark Hamill involved as well, haven't you? Yes, yes. He's uh, given his support to the campaign. So that's fantastic, the original Luke Skywalker. So you can't say better than that, can you, if you Absolutely want to train not. like a Jedi? I think that works completely. Uh, sadly, you don't get the little flying ball and lightsaber and stuff as well, but uh, you get the exercise plan. And the, it's about mindset, isn't it? And it is using that force for good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like what you did there, using that force for good. Very nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, I think, you know, we know that children um, get inspired to do things by their characters. Um, Over 80% of kids actually are inspired to move more. It's when they see their favourite film characters doing this type of thing, and particularly as Star Wars is one of those sort of key films that kids really, really like. It's right up there amongst the favourites. Yeah, great um, franchise doing some brilliant stuff. So getting the retention, yeah. do it that way. And a change for life, obviously using this uh, once again for the power of good. And uh, where do we find out more about all of this? So just search online, change for life, and you'll find the Train Like a Jedi video. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced. I wish to be a Jedi, so I certainly will be out there doing my bit of training. Hopefully, kids across the UK, as it's predominantly aimed at those through yeah, 7 through 11 who are really going to identify with the whole Star Wars thing, uh, are going to be out there doing the bit, enjoying the wonderful weather we've been having and becoming a Jedi whilst doing some training too. Exactly. It all sounds good to me. I'm completely convinced. For now, Dr. Ellie Cannon, GP and author, thank you for joining us. Thank you. of all you'll feel strange but then that's bound to happen when you feel love drift away that's something you learn to live with so they say there's no trace of a man no flowers to come home to you're lonely as you can be that's something
they don't say how long they don't say how long with England through to the knockout stages of the World Cup even more important that we keep singing on to make sure we get behind the team a gentleman who's doing an awful lot of singing in that vein is Steve Heathcock who joins me on the line now hello sir hello Jason how are you mate I'm good how are you Good, you know, I'm busy promoting uh, the song. Obviously, England's still in the last 16, as you just said, Lord. So. All good news so far. So, the last 16 yeah, it is. Yeah. And I, mean, well, I think they've got the easiest draw as well, so, you know, losing might not be such a bad thing, you know. No, it's kind of worked out in our favour, so an interesting one to see what happens next. And from a football point of view, you've had a pretty good football season because you're all supporter, aren't you? Yes. I mean, uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, send a message out to the Wolves fans. If they all download the song, obviously, I think it's a probably chance. Well, fingers crossed. So all we can do with that one. There's certainly a larger number of people who are going to be wearing gold and black as we head into next season. There's a premiership as well. I mean, their fan base has probably gone up about five or ten thousand. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about how your England single came about, because it's all about making money for charity, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, initially it was released in 2010, but it was more like a, a rock thing, you know, like the jam with a full band behind it. Yeah. I changed the, the lyrics and I've done a dance for it. That was for cancer then, initially, Macmillan. But this is for shelter. Obviously, you know, when we had that really bad winter last year, seeing people on the streets sleeping in cardboard boxes and blankets, and and I think, you know, uh, and it's happening all over. And, I, you know, in 2018, you know, people shouldn't be sleeping on the streets. You know, and if we can raise enough money, uh, you know, get people off the streets and in houses and flats and bedsits and... Yeah, just give them that chance to take a step up and uh, and get themselves back into mainstream society. It was going to really, really help. So uh, you're raising funds. So tell us a bit about the song then. So what what does it uh, currently sound like? We're going to play it in a moment, but give us a, a bit of a hint of, of where you see the sound at the minute. And then, uh, well, there's, t- there's two versions of it, but uh, it's like a, da- a dance. Uh, the, the, the one version is probably a bit of 80s, got a bit of Depeche Mode. And the other version is like dancing, more trance. And does this sort of tie in with uh, your party stuff then, the 80s sound? Or are, are you a trio? Do you go out doing a, f- a few trance numbers um, when you're I, out singing? I actually go out to... I'm a, I'm a full-time singer. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm not making anything out of the song. It's all just a charity. But uh, uh-huh. I do full-time singing. I mean, I sing in care homes in the week. And, and then I do clubs on, like, Saturday and Sunday nights and stuff. And have people been asking you to perform the song as well when you've been out and about? I haven't, actually. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm still like, promoting it, like, like saying it's out available and stuff. I should be, really. Yeah. I should be. Yeah, we'll, we'll expect that in the coming weeks, particularly with the uh, the match ahead of us. So that would be good to uh, to hear. And great things, great charity, great to get behind the team. And uh, I take it you've been following uh, England's successes since you were a kid, as we all have. And uh, yeah, are you one of these who likes to buy the shirt as well? Is that all part of the ethos for you? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm England through and through. But I mean, I, you know, with anything, with tiddlywinks, football, cricket. But obviously, football is the biggest passion of mine. Obviously, with Wolves, England, and they're doing quite well. They're doing quite well. I mean, we've got past the group stages this time, so. Fingers crossed, you know. We shall see what happens. I'm hoping for a good result on Tuesday. I think I'll be Colombia, and then, then we just take it one game at a time. We've got South Texas, you know, just one game at a time. That's all we can do. Yeah, it's the only way to do it, isn't it? Okay, then, so tell us where people can get the single, download it, and make sure they get a contribution towards Shelter at the same time, making sure they get to behind England and support them. Yeah, well, it's uh, com. You can directly get the track from Confidential Records, a link on there. Mm. Otherwise, there's Amazon... 
uh, Napster and all the other, you know, iTunes, all those, it's available on those. I mean, if you just put Steve Heathcock in England Forever, it'll come up. Well, Steve Heathcock, the van behind England Forever, single doing great things at the moment. Thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work, and uh, we're hoping you're going to write a World Cup winning song in a week or so's time. OK, thank you, Jason, and thanks for your time, and thanks for, you know, your support. Much appreciated, mate. Thank you so much. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 472 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.